from being a substitute in-school suspension teacher to the successful entrepreneur that he is today, Adam Bird shares his journey of the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and how certain moments had propelled him into success. My favorite thing that he said was, can you imagine if all of us in the world just sat and listened to somebody else or tried to understand where they were coming from, especially in today's world? If we just took a few minutes to listen to somebody else's point of view and tried to understand it, just listening for five minutes, I think we would be better off than where we are. We share so many laughs and with in-depth wisdom nuggets that you will be laughing and then taking notes. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. And today, my guest is the legendary Adam Bird. Welcome to the show, Adam. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and we're already laughing because that's just how it goes with Adam it's and I. What we do. <laughs> and so Adam and I met. Um, well, in the beginning of the, the it was the, the spring season. of 2020. It was uh, the weather was still a little brisk outside. Waves were crashing on the shore. Oh, yes, I remember that day like it was yesterday. <laughs> it was before we all got hunkered down in our bunkers. <laughs> right, 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 right. And what's so funny is that Adam is just such a a presence that <laughs> such a nice way of putting it. <laughs> There you go. He has, you have such a presence that I knew, like, my first impression was like, oh, I don't think I want to talk to him. And then my second impression, which was in within five minutes. Hey, babe, don't time oh, I yeah, totally is, need to talk to him. Yeah, let's go back for a second here. Hold <laughs> on. Like, I know this is your interview and everything, but let's, <laughs> I got a question. What was your first initial thought when you, like, saw me like uh, yes i don't want to talk to that guy but clearly there was more to it than just that like well and you know the story i've told like you a million that guy, times that an asshole like we don't need to talk to him so that guy he's got resting bitch face he's probably, <laughs> he's arrogant right like no 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 not who i'm gonna talk to <laughs> and as those who are listening i want you to know that we are like uh, siblings now and best of friends. Yeah. So clearly, it is always best to go with the uh, second gut reaction than sometimes the first. <laughs> it's the, it's one of those never judge a book by its cover. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, rest face, huh? That's okay. All right. <laughs> Which is he so said funny. resting bitch. Face. <laughs> because yeah. if you and it's so funny again, we're just having the best. <laughs> conversation we haven't even we haven't even gotten to the intro we haven't gotten to who he is we haven't gotten to any of that and that's okay um because that's how our conversations go yeah uh you'll call me and be like hey what do you need and i'm like oh i need to record this and three hours later we have laughed we've cried we've solved the world's problems and our own <laughs> and, I, love, I appreciate you uh right back at you my friend right back at you so for those of you who don't know who Mr. Adam Bird is, he is the founder and chief executive officer of Heroes Media, LLC. 
Heroes Media Group is the digital media branding platform committed to providing a voice for our community heroes and those who support them. HMG is committed to providing education, entertainment, and empowerment to active duty service members, veterans, firefighters, first responders, law enforcement, educators, medical professionals, and clergy. He is an experienced entrepreneur and leader in building companies, educating, training, mentoring, and empowering teams to success. Ultimately, Adam founded HMG to create jobs and reorganize the way media is consumed, delivered, and trusted on a global scale. And that you do. So thank you for being here. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And just a side note, uh, Adam and I are collaborating on my podcast, and it's so funny. I was reading this description of what HMG is, and I went, huh, I don't really fall under any of those categories other than maybe educator. So we'll go with that. (laughs) You do, though. You support the Heroes community as a whole. And when it comes to the podcast side of the business, that's really what we're looking for is people that that just support community heroes, you know, and and want to add value and bring some type of positiveness to the world. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. So Adam, I always start my first question with what does investing in people mean to you? Listening. You got to listen to people. I think, I think there's a lot of people out there that don't feel like they have anybody that, excuse me, is willing to listen to what they have to say. And I think if we all, uh, just kind of, you know, took a few minutes to, to maybe listen to somebody. Uh, one, it kind of brings out the human side of you. And you'd be surprised of just listening to somebody for, even if it's only for like five minutes, what that you listening to somebody could do for that person. You, know, you, you may have prevented that person from doing something uh, horrible. Uh, you, by you listening, you may have helped that person confirm with an idea that starts something that could potentially, you know, cure something like COVID or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, you know, when you ask me what, you know, as far as investing in people, I, I think listening is, is the biggest thing. Yeah. And gosh, so I want to go a couple of different directions with that question. Your answer for, first of all, you're, you're so right because that's literally what happened when we first got on the call was, how are you? And you're like, well, I mean, I'm not that great. Okay, great. So tell me. And that's what really what happened is, you know, 10, 15 minutes of listening just to clear you, you, clear you away. Clear the, Sometimes you, you, clear the you, stuff. you know, and you, here's the thing, like you, you don't know, uh, you know, you have people in your lives that you think are like nothing's ever wrong. Like their life is perfect and they have everything, you know, together. And that's not always the case. Everybody needs an outlet. Everybody needs somebody to just, you know, listen. And I do that. I try to make myself available for literally everybody. Um, And it's sometimes that can be uh, not only time consuming, but mentally draining because sometimes you really get uh, into it. And and I'm, I'm a kind of a, I wouldn't say a teddy bear on the inside, but, you know, when I listen to somebody's, you know, if they're going through something, you you just really feel for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm human and, uh, you know, I have my, my days, believe it or not. And, um, yeah, I mean, just it, the power of listening is, is, is amazing. 
Yeah. And like you said, you're, you are a teddy bear on the inside, even though you have <laughs> RBF, right? <laughs> I can have RBF, I will say, which most people do, to be honest. But, and, and that's really how I think we really got connected was later on in PodFest. We started like day two, we started talking and I remember asking you, I don't even think I asked you a question. You just started giving me information and telling me about purpose. And it was such a beautiful, vulnerable, transparent story. I was like, I love that he trusted me enough to just share that with me. And so I knew that it was that quality was somebody I wanted to do business with. So thank you for thank you, appreciate for it. being you. And um, so now I'm curious to know: Has there ever been a time where you were not listened to? Oh, I don't think there's enough, uh, you know, in my opinion, I don't think there's enough time on your show to cover that in one setting. Uh, you know, I, cause I'm usually right most of the time. Uh, very rare. Am I ever, no, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Those of you out there are like, God, this guy's really a fool of himself. No, I'm, I'm really joking folks. Um, but no, you know, time, is there a time where I felt like I, uh, man, that's a, that's such a, I've never been asked that before. And, and I couldn't, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's like, I always think of it as a, you know, I, I hear your question. I can't help but to think of, eh, I told you so kind of moment. And I, yeah. I really don't, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that just now. We'll just edit that out. after. <laughs> um, but, but I, I, I'm sure that there have been times where, whether I gave advice and, and in fact, there, there, there are a few times where I've, I've given some, some advice on, on, on something. And, uh, it was with a, with a, uh, a friend of mine that wanted to start a company and, and had this great idea and was just kind of going about it the wrong way. And then asked my opinion. And, mm-hmm. and here's the thing with me. Like, I really, if you guys haven't, couldn't tell already. I really don't have much of a filter. I, I kind of just kind of speak my mind. And, and I like to look at that as you might not like what I have to say, but at least, you know, I'm being real with you right. because I, re- I respect whether I just met you or not. I have enough respect for people that I'd rather be real with you. So, you know, you're getting the real me than opposed than, than say something that you want to hear that could potentially hurt you later on. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I had a, a friend of mine that was doing, you know, was kind of going down a, a different path and asked my advice. And I said, I think you should do it like this. And, you know, three months later he came at me and he was like, I should have listened to you. And I was just like, yeah, told you so. You know, and I didn't, I didn't say that, you know, to him. And I was like, okay, what, what can we do to, you know, get you back on track and where you need to go? So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. And I'm a single parent, you know, I'm a parent. And, uh, you know, my, my son, there's, there's plenty of times where I don't get listened to. (laughs) I think as a parent that just automatically happens. Right. Right. Well, and you're spot on with the whole being authentic thing. Like I said, in that, in that first judgment on my part, um, that's very true. You can't judge a book by its cover, but as literally as a conversation went on, it was like, oh my gosh, this is definitely someone I want to do business with. He's authentic. He's real. He tells it like it is. And he's wants you to succeed, which is a lot of times, um, people that you collaborate with or that you meet, they're just in it for the money. Yeah. 
And that's the why I think we're such kindred spirits and why we get along so well is because we are excited when other people succeed. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome to celebrate somebody else's wins. And and for me, I look at stuff like that, like, you know, if you're if you're winning, if we're working together like we are and, and you're winning at the things that you're doing, I'd like to think I might have just a small reason behind that because we're working together. And it, that that's reason to celebrate. You know, it, it's not, you could be out for yourself and you, and you could do this and that. I just look at life as more fulfilling as if try to help as many people as you can. I, I, I realized that kind of later in life, you know, like kind of later in my late thirties, um, I didn't really realize what I wanted to do when I grew up. Mm-hmm. And by then I was like, well, I'm, I'm growing up, but I'm getting a second chance at life. And, and I enjoy, uh, what I do. You know, and, and people ask me, you know, what, what, what's your purpose? What do you, what is it that you want to do? I want to help as many people as I possibly can while I'm still here. That's it. You know, that, that's all, that's all that matters. My son's healthy. My family's healthy, you know, and and obviously stuff will happen in everyday life, whatever we, we get that. But ultimately me personally, who can I make smile today? Even if it's just, I could be going through the crappiest day and I can make my neighbor smile or my son, you know, smile on FaceTime or something like that. And like, if I can just get one person to smile, that's a pretty successful day because there are a lot of worse things in life that could happen. Mm, I totally agree. <clears throat> and, uh, that actually just happened. We, uh, like I said, we cleared the air when we first got on and then we laughed and we had a laugh so hard. <laughs> Tears were coming back from laughing guard. So it was awesome to, to have that, <laughs> to always have that experience. And your laugh makes me laugh. So it's okay. <laughs> He's not even saying anything. He can laugh. I love it. <laughs> uh, okay. 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 All right. <laughs> So I know that you work with a lot of heroes and first responders and veterans. And so where does that passion come from? Um, you know, the veteran side of it, you know, being a vet myself, I spent nine years in, uh, in the military. I was with the Army National Guard. I did a deployment in Iraq in 03. Uh, and then, uh, you know, kind of later, you know, I worked a couple of uh, different corporate jobs that dealt with the military. So that was always kind of a big thing. <clears throat> I got family members in law enforcement, uh, and, and several that were, you know, nurses and stuff like that. And then, uh, I, I forget what year it was, but it was, it was probably around 2010, 2011, 12 time frame, somewhere in there. Uh, I met a friend of mine and, uh, had this idea to start an on probably it was like around the heroes, uh, side of things. And I was transitioning from a, a company that I had co-founded with a, with a, a friend of mine at the time. And, and after three and a half years, we shut that down. And I, I wanted to open it up to not just veterans, but to the heroes community. And that fell in line with what uh, my new friend uh, was wanting to do with his nonprofit and stuff like that. And <clears throat> he wasn't ready to get the nonprofit up. So I was like, well, I'm going to just take it and run with it. And when we're ready to do that, we'll do that. And that kind of fell the nonprofit kind of fell to the wayside and, and um, I just kept doing the hero stuff. And the more and more I got involved uh, with it, the more and more I saw how important it was um, to the point where, you know, I became a high school uh, teacher for a little while 
and you can literally hear everybody just like, what? Yeah. I, I, I was, I got, um, certified as a substitute teacher. So I, I wasn't even, Oh, this is great. I wasn't even, I didn't want the job. Like it started off at, at the junior high level because my, my son's school at the time, we were very close with the people. It was a private school. And they're like, Hey, Mr. Bird, can you come in and teach class? No. No. <laughs> and they were like, listen, it, you know, you go get, you, you got your degree already, blah, blah, blah. No. And after the third time, they're like, listen, we need you to come in. We need you to kind of like what straighten kids out and stuff. They're like, yeah. And I was like, all right. And my son was like, God, please dad. No. You know? And it, he thought it was funny once I got there. So anyway, fast forward, the high school heard about it. And then <clears throat> some of the high schools in the district started requesting me. And I was like, oh. I turned this high school down three times. And I said, they said, listen, we'll, we'll let you have whatever days you want. You know, we just need you two days a week. Um, I said, what's, what's, where's the line? You know, cause that's always, for me, that's like the big, like, where's the line? Like, what can I do? Let's start there. Yeah. And they're like, you can't physically touch the kids. And I was like, perfect. I was like, but I can say whatever I want. And they're like, absolutely. And I was like, huh, ding. All right, we're going to make some changes here. And uh, I became the uh, in-school suspension teacher. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Worst idea I've ever done in my entire life. Like, it was like, you know, the first couple of hours of every class was like kind of rule with an iron fist. Like, you come in, you sit down. And and I got to be pretty well known on campus within the first two weeks of me being there. And I had like, you know, the 52 kids was the largest class I had. You're not supposed to have more than 28 kids in a class. I had 52 wow. because they knew I could handle it. And it, it was, and I ran it kind of like a, like a, a boot camp style, so to speak, without the physical exercise. It was, you know, I, kids would play on their phones. I'd take their phones. You know, you can't have phones in my classroom. You know, I answered one phone and it was the kid's parent. And I told the parent what was going on. Never heard from that kid again, you know? So it was like, uh, not saying nothing bad happened. They just straightened up. Let me be clear. On that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like he's missing. Yeah, I'm not like, yeah, <laughs> child is fine. They graduated last year. I got a card in the mail. Everything's nice. <laughs> um, but I realized, and I knew kind of beforehand that teachers, it's it, they're they're unappreciated in this country. Yes. They, a lot of people call them glorified babysitters. I hate to hear that, um, but I can see why. <laughs> since since being in the in the class, a lot of these kids they're not bad kids. They get in trouble because again, nobody listens. Right. A lot of these kids just need an outlet to listen. Some of the kids that I were, that I was dealing with, it was kind of inner city, and they were. <clears throat> working until two o'clock in the morning because their parents didn't have jobs. So they were out there. So they were going to high school and working full time to pay the rent or the mortgage or to buy food for their family because, you know, family members sick or ill or, you know, whatever the case may be. And, and they couldn't, they do it. So they were late to school and then they'd get in trouble because they were late all the time. You're not bad kids. You, you, sure. you do your thing. You just you got to structure your time a little bit, but, but nobody was there to listen. That's where I came in. And my job was to really work myself out of a job. And after two years, I went from like 52 kids to a classroom to like five, you know, and it was, 
nobody ever wanted to come to my classroom. The only time they wanted to come to Mr. Bird's classroom was during their lunch breaks to come say hi or to listen to a story or something like that. And that's how it should be. You know, you shouldn't have to go to in-school suspension, you know, for doing something stupid, you know, where you have control over that. And I made an effort to realize, like, show up 15 minutes early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And at that, I used to literally say that every single day in the classroom because I'd have kids who be like, well, why are you late? Or, you know, how come you're in my class? Well, I was late. You have to be late three times before you get in trouble once and then another three times before they send you here. So you were late six times. I was like, get a watch, set your alarm on these, you know, iPhones or whatever, you know, smartphones you have. And set your alarm. Like, stop coming here. I don't want to see you anymore. Like, you know, and, and it was it was stuff like that. So <clears throat> it was uh I, that was one of the big reasons why I wanted to work with the heroes community, especially with teachers, because I think they're underappreciated uh, in this country. Same thing with, you know, I'm probably going to get some shit for this, but I don't care. Um, you know, law enforcement, you know, law enforcement is, is a big thing. And and this is before any of you out there that are listening to this say, Oh, he's, he backs the blue. You're damn right. I do. And, and here's why um, I don't, I've worked with, and I've been a part of Fortune 500 companies. Uh, there's shitbags in there, excuse me, but there, there are there are crappy people in anywhere you go. There's crappy people in corporate America. At your, and I'm sure you could probably, if you're listening to this, you could probably name somebody in your at, at your workspace that you're like, hmm, they're not cutting it, right? Or they're not the best person that they shouldn't be working here. You have like a there's a, a bad apple in every bushel, right? Because I think that's what they they say sometimes. It's the same thing with, with anything, but that doesn't make that organization bad. It doesn't make these people bad. You know, you're, you're, you're judging a whole group off of a few people and, and you can't do that. Um, and that was, you know, we need our law enforcement. We need the firefighters, our first responders, our educators. And for me, I, I did, I picked the clergy side of things because I grew up going to church. I believe in God because that works for me. If it doesn't work for you, that's fine. I don't hold that against you. That's fine. I'm just telling you what works for me. So that's what I threw, why I put it in there as well. Awesome. So now you got me curious to know. <laughs> First of all, I have to tell you all, uh, Adam sat down and was like, so what can I expect? I'm like, we're just going to have one question. And we're just going to go with the rest. So this is totally off the cuff improv, which is kind of what Adam and I do anyway. So Yeah, what we do. <laughs> so... Were you ever an in-school suspension? No. Were you a troublemaker? Next question. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I love that you're not willing to answer that. I can totally relate uh, to what you were saying, though, because I was a troublemaker. I was never in um, in-school suspension, but I think really what... Uh, I was a bully. And I think what um, bullies don't get is heard. I think bullies don't get. Understood. You were a bully or you were bullied. Both, but I was a bully. Yeah. See, I, I, I was more of the quiet type, but I ran with kind of, I didn't necessarily run with any particular crowd, but I always gravitated toward the wrong people. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. And then I was, I was bullied. I was like the tall skinny kid in high school with like, I was like a walking bobblehead. 
I mean, that's really how I can explain it. I mean, it's like real skinny body, real skinny neck, huge head that just had a hard time holding it up. It was like everywhere I went, it was, you know, it literally, it was like a bobblehead. Yeah. Um, and I got picked on a lot, but it was, it was just, it, it was what it was. And I didn't think much of it because I just, I didn't like my high school at the time. And, and I just kind of just did what I could to get by just so I could get out of there. Yeah. No, I was both. I was bullied, but I was also a bully. And um, I'm not wearing that as a, on a medal of honor by any means. But I, I can see where people who have been hurt hurt people. Yeah. And that's what the saying is, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And, um, you know, what is a question for me is, why is it that there is only in-school suspension for bullies? Why isn't there some sort of reform of, hey, let's find out what's really going on here? Well, I think it goes back to the listening part. Absolutely. And I love yeah. that that's what you said. Yeah. It, yeah. The, the, the biggest thing is, is you know, <laughs> so truth be told, one of the things that I got asked to do was to do kind of a train the trainer. Mind you, I'm a substitute. I'm only there two days a week. You have teachers that have been there for years and years and years, and they're, they're there every single day. Mm-hmm. And, and now all of a sudden they got some sub that's supposed to teach them how to manage their class. Mm-hmm. There was definitely some animosity there. I didn't care because I walked in with the attitude, like I didn't need that job. And I, and I didn't, I took it because it was kind of a, a nice break from the monotony of the, the day in and day out stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. And it, the, I, the biggest thing they're like, well, how do you get them to, you know, to do what you ask them to? And the, for, the, my answer to that is, is you listen. Part of your job as a teacher is to listen, mm-hmm. is to pick up cues. So like, well, it's not our job to dis. No, no, no you, you, you're not hearing me. There's certain things that they're not getting at home. And right. kids will, kids will, and kids, even adults for that matter, they will, exactly. if they, if they want attention, whether it's negative attention or not, they'll do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're, if you just sit down for five minutes with a kid, you'd be surprised what you could solve in five minutes with a high schooler, you know, and that five minutes can make a huge difference in a kid's life. I had one kid that kept coming back, kept coming back. Finally, I, one day I was doing a lesson. I say lesson very loosely because the first, you know, up until lunch, you couldn't do anything. You had to do homework. You couldn't talk. You couldn't even look at the person sitting next to you. I mean, that's how mean I was. And then after lunch, everybody's already cued to be sitting there like staring straight. I was like, all right, everybody loosen up. We're going to go around the room, introduce yourselves, why you're here today. And I did that every single day that I was there. And and I said, how many people here by a show of hands, show of hands only, would like to learn how to make money? legally this weekend with $20. Mm. And I said, and I'd always joke around. I'd always say legally, I'd put it express because uh-huh. it's kind of inner city. And some of the kids in, you know, right. were in there because of, you know, stuff that they've been popped for. Right. So I said, go to garage sales, go to garage. It takes 20 bucks, go to garage sales. And then you, all of you have this fancy little tool computer in your hand, you know, go online and sell that stuff. Two weeks later, fast forward, two weeks later, this kid, comes back he comes in at lunchtime and i was like what are you doing here and he's like oh i just came to say hi mr burton and i was like oh hey what's you know what's going on he's like hey i wanted to let you know i made 500 bucks this weekend and i'm like looking around and i'm just like 
you did it legally, right? And he's like, oh, of course, of course. And I was just like, my parents took, my dad took me to a, a few yard sales and they found these vinyl records. And one was like one of the Beatles originals that was like a few wow. hundred bucks or whatever. And they sold it. And so he came to tell me, share his story with me. And I thought that was the coolest thing yeah. in the world because I was like, so what? I told you to go to like a yard sale and you can make a couple bucks, whatever. I didn't think any of these kids would come back and actually share their stories. Wow. And, and, and that was, and I'll, I'll always hold that very, very near and dear mm -hmm. to my heart um, because of stuff like that. But that was only like a few minutes out of the day where I had to listen to his success story. And that just, and he, he went on and bought a car like a year later, you know, because he kept doing stuff like that. And, that meant something like, because before he didn't have that, he didn't have an outlet. He didn't have people that really listened. And there was a lot of kids there that didn't. So I would try to make an effort to sit there and just pull them aside or just let them talk. And whether it was me or the entire class, sometimes I made them stand up in front of the classroom and let the entire class listen to what was going on and then have everybody make suggestions like, Hey, well, that's pretty. And then you would see how everybody's demeanor and their attitude would change. Not only, to that individual, but to one another as well. Right. You're opening up an entire community of people who they're not necessarily, I don't want to say misunderstood. They're just, nobody gave them the time. Nobody gave them a chance. Right. Right. Oh, I totally agree. And they're, there's, you know, they're trying to get their needs met of just feeling like they belong, right. Feeling understood, feeling heard. And then you, you, Mr. Bird opened up the floor to say, Hey, let's see kind of, and I don't know if this was your intention, but let's see where everybody has common ground. And then they're all like, wow, I don't have to hate that person. Right. Or yeah. wow, I can, I can totally relate. I have that going on at home too. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. 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 That was, awesome. it, it was, it was pretty, pretty cool. But, but, you know, and I, and I used the high school kids as an example because that was just kind of the, the situation at the time, but it's the same thing with adults. For sure, absolutely. You know, as well, with businesses and stuff like that. It, and, and that goes back to what I said earlier. And this is all just taking a few minutes, you know, out of my day just to, to listen to somebody. Yeah, yeah. So, Can you imagine if all of us in the world just just sat and listened to somebody else or just tried to understand where they were coming from, especially in today's world, if we just took a few minutes to listen to somebody else's point of view, to just try to understand, maybe we don't necessarily understand completely, but show them the respect and at least try to hear what they have to say to try to understand where they're coming from. Just listen for five minutes. I think we would be better off than, than maybe than what we are, but that's just, again, that's just my opinion. Well, I have to agree with you 100%. There is um, something about just being ha holding a space for someone to just share whatever is on their heart, kind of like what we did in the beginning, right? Yeah. Before, we, before we started recording. And all it is is a non-judgmental space and just having that, just letting your, your voice be heard, yeah. right? Yeah. I was in a, um, a grief circle over the weekend and you stood in a, we were outside around a bonfire and people stood up and shared what they were grieving, uh, personally and collectively as, as in the world. And when you went to sit down, the whole group said, we hear you. 
And um, I just want to say to everyone who's listening is if you are someone who needs to be heard, uh, I'm just going to throw Adam out there, but you you can contact Adam and me uh, because we will hear you. Yeah. And we will listen. And that's how we have become where we've, you know, taken our stuff to because people have listened to us. Yeah. And we're willing to listen. Which brings me to my next question. What, <laughs> what obstacle have you overcome that made you realize investing in people is something you wanted to do? You know, <laughs> uh, my gut's telling me to say the imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Because, um, I, I, you know, even in this day and age and everything that I've gone through, I still suffer from it from time to time. It still creeps back in. Um. Self-doubt and I think just self-confidence, uh, you know, that kind of ties in with the imposter syndrome. But I, I think the other part of it is is feeling like I didn't have the support of um, people. You know, they, it's almost like you've, you're supposed to have like your family and your close friends that are supposed to be there and they're supposed to support you. Like, hey, that's a great idea. Or like, no, that's, and a lot of times it's like, you know, you think you should do that? And I, and I, and I love that you asked this question because I'm going to, I'm going to give you an example that made me realize I'm on the right path. And I, I use my dad, pop, um, and my step, stepfather, but to me, he's pop and he's always been there. And we've always, we've had a very unique relationship at a young age, but now it's, it's been good. Sometimes we'll butt heads but very, very rarely now, but several years ago, uh, you know, I was, I was, just starting off with, with HMG and this was after a, a failed business. And I said, you know, pop, I'll never forget this. He took me to lunch. We were sitting at a bar. We we're having a beer and we're waiting for our food. And I said, I think I'm just going to go back to corporate America. And, and I, I kind of set him up for, it because I'm thinking pop's answer is going to be, that's a great thing. You go back, we'll find yourself a job. We'll get you situated. You get, you know, blah, 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 blah wasn't the answer he gave me. Mm. I'm, I'm saying this because I'm wanting pop to tell me, go back to corporate America. That's what I'm thinking in my head. I'm thinking he's just going to tell me to go back to corporate America, find a job, work it, you know, for the next 30 years and then die, whatever. Right. Mm. And he's like, he sits there. I'll never forget the expression on his face. He took a sip of his beer. He's like, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. Mm. And I was like, wait, wait, I, what? And he's like, I don't think you should do that. I think you'd be miserable, which means you're going to make mine, your mom's life miserable. And I don't want that either. So I don't think you should do that. I think you need, you're onto something special. And, and my, my pop, pop never really had a, uh, wasn't like an old, you know, proud of touch of feel like, Oh, go get him tiger, you know, kind of a, uh, response, you know, growing, growing up always meant well, and was always there. Got to give, give the man that. Um, but he, he looked at me, he just kind of turned and looked at me. He's like, you're onto something special. And I would hate for you to, mm. to miss out on that. And that was, that's when I probably re- realized like, okay, if pop believes in, in what I'm doing, then I must be doing something right. Because, and Pop, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> but it's like, 
it was hard <laughs> to get like a thumbs up or like a at a boy, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing um, from, from him in that situation and those kind kind of things. And 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 since then, very supportive. Yeah, I'm very blessed. My parents are, are great. They're very supportive and and, uh, and whatnot. But that that's when I, I kind of realized hearing it from a family member because I'd, I'd hear it from other business associates other friends hey keep doing it keep doing it keep doing it but then you know you go see your family and whatnot like you know, aren't you wasting your time you know aren't you being irresponsible you're a single parent and you're out there trying to build a business and you should be doing this and i i had a learning disability growing up i, I have a problem with reading and comprehension and i still do to this day so i have to listen to a lot of the things that, that we do which is why i record and i do the podcast and stuff um and uh, so it, it, that's that's why I, I, I did stuff that way. So it was nice to to hear that. But that's um, that's why I kept doing what I. Well, that's why I do what I do now. That and because I, I've been doing this long enough to where I see what I bring to the table and what I can offer people and how I can help them get to where they want to go. Because let's let's face it, I was a uh, I dropped out of high school for a little while, um, you know, ran away from home when I was 17. Uh, you know, was a kind of a, my attitude was like a D will get you a degree kind of a guy, you know, growing, growing up. And then I became a single parent. Listen, it, if I can do it, then you really don't have an excuse. Let me help you get to where you want to go because I've chances are I've been through it already. I hear you. Same here. If I haven't been through it personally, I know someone who has and have heard heard about it. So uh, I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And imposter syndrome is, so does yours say something specific to you? Because mine says a couple of things to me. It says either whispers in my ear of, well, who does she think she is? Who do you think you are? Um, you're not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, rich enough, skinny enough, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the rich, like you're not rich. Why would anybody listen to you? Yeah. yeah. Like why would anybody listen to you? Yeah. And that one just kind of like repeats over and over. Like, why would anybody want to listen to you? Like you haven't made a million dollars. And, and you, my response to that one is, yeah, not yet. Not yet. Exactly. You know, but, but they're all like, you, it, I, it's almost like that inner battle, right? Mm-hmm. Left side, right side kind mm-hmm. of thing. And it's like, I might say, yeah, I haven't yet. And then their response is, do you really think we're going to let you? Mm. And then that's where it's kind of like the punch in the gut where it kind of knocks the wind out of me a little bit. Yeah. And then that's where the second guessing, like, well, right. Like, wow. So that's fear. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Fear and fear wants to protect you. As much as it doesn't seem like it wants to protect you, it really does. Because somewhere in your life, you've done something. It didn't go well. Fear went, oh, there it is. And we got to reel you back in and save you and protect you, right? Right. And, um, I mean, everything that that Adam does, everything that I do as coaches, mentors, consultants, podcasters, is a risk. Yeah. That's putting it mildly. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> big risk. Uh, no, but I, you know, I, I, but I have to say this is, you know, if there's something that you 
if you're listening to this and there's something that you've been wanting to do in your life and you're just kind of, you're kind of standing on the sideline or you're standing on the corner of the street and you're just watching life go by because you're afraid to cross the street or you're afraid to get in the game or you're use whatever analogy that fits you, right? You're afraid to jump, Mm. right? You you have to, you're not going to, you'll never know. I prom- I will make this promise to you right now, to your listeners right now. I will make this promise. You will never know unless you put yourself in the game, unless you take that first step to cross the street, or unless you jump. You will never know if you're able to do it or not. Mm. You have to take the risk. You have to get uncomfortable. You, nobody ever got to where they want to go. Look at, and and, and if you, if you, if you're one that defines success as how much money you make, take a millionaire and and find out how they got to where they want to go. I guarantee you they took risks. You, 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 if you're one that says, oh, well, they're professional, maybe you're one to athletics or, or, or whatever, go to whomever you look up to as as or as you consider a successful person and ask them how they got to where they want to be i'm willing to bet that they've made sacrifices and they had to overcome their fears to get to where they want to go i guarantee it because yeah. there's not a person on this planet that's gotten to where they wanted to go without having to overcome some type of fear amen honey <laughs> well, amen and I, I totally agree. It's it's stepping out of your comfort zone, right? It is totally stepping out of your comfort zone. And, you know, Adam's preaching here, but, uh, you know, we can quote Swiffer in a heartbeat, and we totally have another podcast on our hands. <laughs> um, but it, it's so true. And, I mean, just to, to, to back it up in the, in the um, I don't know, three months that we've known each other, I met someone in August at a podcast conference who recommended that I go to this podcast conference in March. And had I not made a split decision within two days, not even two days, it was within 24 hours to buy the ticket, I wouldn't have met Adam. I wouldn't be collaborating with him. And I wouldn't be working. And the world would not be as fun as it is right now, folks. That's all we got to (laughs) say. And I wouldn't be working with veterans. And that's what's so amazing to me is just sometimes having that conversation that you would never expect to have. It, it just, you'd be surprised. Like you, you don't know what doors of opportunity lie ahead. With, but here's the thing, you'll never know unless right. you take the first step. Right, right, right. You know, which, put yourself which, in the- if you're listening to this and you've loved that are laughing, um, Adam and I have toyed around with the idea of having our own episode on a regular basis. So um, let us know. <laughs> uh, let us know on, on you can email. You just me. want to listen to us laugh for a solid hour. Yeah. Just laughter. Right, because that's what we do. We Tune in laugh. every Friday night at, on your drive home. <laughs> just to make each other laugh. I think that's our, our game plan. Um or immediately we go into tears. You're going to get either one, right? Uh, so, and I kind of know the answer to this, but I want you to share with the audience is what would be your legacy? What do you want to be remembered for? You know, I've, I've always had a hard time uh, answering this and, and I've probably gone through it thousands of times. And, and I think really the only thing I want to, I don't necessarily know if I want to be remembered other than 
a man of God and, and somebody that was just a good person that's willing to help other people. Like he wanted to leave the world a better place. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to add to that, that you are the change you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for being that. Oh, I approve. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I know that you have a whole long list of stuff that you're doing. So is there <laughs> anything that you care to share for what's next for Adam Bird? Well, let's see. Uh <laughs> First off, I want to thank everybody that made this possible. Those of you that are listening, thank you. Make sure you tell your friends. Uh, to your Oscars to <laughs> um, I want to thank the Lord above. I want to thank my family. Um, no, I... Uh, <laughs> That's his Oscar speech, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, um, I got a lot going on. I mean, it, we, we uh, started a holding company. Uh, recently, um, which I'm really excited about. Uh, Heroes Media Group uh, has been around for going on five. It'll be five years this October, September, October. I forget which month. Uh, I just started a beverage company uh, recently uh, here in about an hour. And the beverage company, it's still in the works. We had about uh, several lines of coffee. I've had a coffee blend for, I don't know, two and a half years now. And I've never really done anything with it other than buy it and then send it out to Christmas gifts or I'll, I'll use it as like a, as a marketing tool, but I've never really marketed it. That was the thing. So now we're, we're me and the roasters have sat down and come up with a game plan for the next 18 months. And, um, we're really going to be pushing that, uh, quite a bit. We have, uh, we're, we're in talks with a few distilleries and a few, uh, breweries across the country <clears throat> to come up with, uh, uh, a few spirits and, and potentially some, uh, beer. Uh, and then I started a, a supplement company uh, as well, where we're going to be, it's called HMG Lifestyle. And actually there's, there's more to it than just the supplements, but we're, we're getting into the kind of the health industry, uh, whatnot. We're going to be able to help people, you know, take their, their, their uh, DNA strands or their genes and, you know, do a test to see, you know, what type of exercises they should be doing, what types of mm. foods they should be doing, how often this and that, and we'll be able to set them up with a dietitian or we'll be able to set them up with a, with a personal trainer and set them up on programs that they can follow based off of their, their gene. Cause your genes never change. Right. So, and then we can also tell you, Hey, you're more susceptible for this type of cancer or you're more susceptible for, for this. So we can, Obviously, we can't cure it, but but we can help put things in place to reduce those things from happening, right? right? And and that's been a big big thing. Uh, and then on top of that, with that, you know, these are the supplements you should be taking. Boom, we have those uh, here as well. So that's uh, something that we're we're working on. Everything is still very much in the mix with uh, with that. And then eventually, you know, later this year, I think my goal would be like around. Thanksgiving time frame is to, you know, have like uh, some new apparel stuff and you know, memorabilia stuff that people can get and then bring it to the podcast shows and they can have their crack at everything that they want. And it's just growing the community. It, really what we're doing uh, is, is just growing the, the heroes community as a whole. That's awesome. And where can people find you? Your social uh, media, website, all of that. Yeah, so the website right now, you go to uh, www.heroesmediagroup.com. Uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor, all at Heroes Media 
GRP. Nice, 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 nice. And if anybody wants to connect with you or go, you know what, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. How do I go about that? What do they do? How do they you, you can, uh, there's, there should be a connect link on, on the website, or you can just email info at heroesmediagroup.com. Uh, or if you'd like to uh, follow me, uh, I got to do some funny stuff. Not really, but you know, I'm, I'm on social media myself. It's Mr. Adam Bird. It's M-R-A-D-A-M-B-I-R-D. No relation to Larry. Uh, and, well, I can uh, yeah. see the resemblance. Yeah, right. <laughs> Had a great fadeaway, um, Mister. Yeah, Mister. Adam Bird. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and you can email uh, Adam at heroesmediagrp.com as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Adam, it has been a joy as always. Oh, I bet it has. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a joy, and uh, I always like to leave with this question. So, thank you, first of all, for being here, and then yeah, absolutely, thanks for having me. Um, I would like to leave with this question. So what um, phrase, scripture, or mantra are you living by right now? Oh, let me. Here, here's one. I'll re, I'll re, I'm looking up at my vision board, so forgive me here. But there, there's actually, there's two, and they're both scriptures. Uh, one is Habakkuk 2.2. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tablets that he may readeth I'm paraphrasing here, but he may readeth and, and follow it. So it may kind of, you can't, again, to go back to what I said earlier is like, you can't uh, get anywhere with fear. So lose the fear of failure, take that step. And then my, my other one that I really, my go-to one that I, I daily is Matthew uh, 21, 22, and I'm paraphrasing this too, is, is uh, those who believe will receive what they ask for in prayer. You have to believe and you have to have faith. Um, and, and a lot of people can interpret that different. And, you know, I believe in God that helps me, but you also have to believe in yourself and you have to have faith in yourself as well. So I think that's very important. Mm, I agree 100%. And um, again, this is just been so much fun love our conversations and thank you thank you so much thank you for being here hey don't turn this off just yet does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you do you have a compelling story and don't know where to start Have you ever thought about writing a book and thought about writing the whole book is overwhelming? Well, we are looking for you. We want to connect and collaborate with other podcasters, coaches, and entrepreneurs who want to gain exposure. We are looking for other people who want to co-author a book with us. You can find out more details at firestartersbookproject.com.